Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man. And, of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the greatest of all time, ladies and gentlemen, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? Good morning. Great, young man. Sorry I was unable to attend uh, Jerry's funeral, but I've had a lot going on here in Charlotte, and uh, or rather in Tampa. So um, uh, my apologies. I heard it went very nicely, but we're at congratulations for representing for us absolutely man fantastic ceremony that uh, was awesome to uh get to see all of jeff and, and his family and his extended wrestling family come pay their respects and uh, uh mr Jarrett would have been proud it was nearly sold out they were hanging from the rafters so nah, very great. nice little ceremony if you'd like to catch up with it it's over on jeff's youtube channel uh just look for jeff Jarrett my world on youtube and you'll be able to See the full ceremony there. They live streamed it for those who maybe were in poor health and couldn't attend. I know Lawler would have loved to have been there, but he's still on the road to recovery himself. But yeah. uh, we're just thankful to have a minute to celebrate Mr. Jarrett. Yeah, you you asked me a question the other day about uh, the last couple of guys that, were, that you know really ran a successful independent promotion. And really the last two were Vern and him. Before the WWE, you know, actually took over everything. So it's crazy to think, you know, how long he made it uh, as a promoter. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the USWA was around until 1997 or so, and I mean, by then, man, everybody had packed it in. Yeah, years prior, but uh, the innovations and the legacy they will live on, and oh yeah, the full life. And uh, we 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 should talk about somebody else's career who's had a pretty full life. The great Muda. Just had his final match. It looks like that's a career now. Uh, now, how did that? That was in, that, that was about a month ago, right? Well, so what he did is he did a, a final match as the Great Muta, and he did a final match as Keiji Muto. You know, so he had a a version of his character under the paint, and then one uh-huh. where he was without the paint. So without the paint is now finished too. It looks as if he's had his last match, and uh, I know they had it over in Japan this past weekend, and. It's, was, uh, it's, was, it, was that the one Sting was at? Sting was at the last Great Muda match, which was last yeah. month. Yeah, okay. So he did like a sort of a, a final farewell tour, but it really affected uh, pop culture. A friend of the show, Jim Valley, actually posted uh, where the uh, the bus stations and train stations and all the mass transit stations there in Japan had posters just promoting his last match. Uh, so much like you had your last match last year to a lot of fanfare here in America, it looks like uh, he had quite a bit of PR over in Japan too, and what a career he had, man! What do you remember your first impression of the Great Muda being? Well, they get, they actually wanted me to show him around. You know, he was a real, real shy young kid. <laughs> Who do you think they put 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 to show him the town when he came to Atlanta? Because <laughs> he he'd been nowhere. How, how old is he now? That's a great question. Let me uh, let me throw that in. Let's see if we can. He's got to be close to sixty. Uh, sixty years old. You're exactly yeah. right. He'll turn yeah. sixty one this year. 
Yeah, no, I took him around <laughs> into all the local establishments. <laughs> he was very popular. He was really a handsome kid. Yeah, he'll go down, you know, with to me, um, of all the guys I've wrestled, you know, which have been a lot of them over there, he'll be in the top three. He's right there with um, Fujinami, um, Tenru, the guys that I thought could work, they could work both ways, but they certainly understood. You have to remember, I wrestled Kabuki. So I, I did a whole gig with Kabuki prior to that. Uh, a Japanese named Takachio, but Gary Hart used to manage him. So Gary, you know, had experience doing that because Gary managed um, Kabuki, and then um, he, of course, managed uh, Muda, which was a good, we had a, we had a great run, man. It was great. He he, he could work. He was really smooth. Um, I hope they maybe they'll put him in the Hall of Fame this year. It'd be great if they did. Oh, uh, excellent call, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Best you I know, can tell, it looks like you worked um, maybe a couple dozen matches against Muda. Me? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm wondering how would how would that have, uh, as far as an American style match? So you're going to wrestle, say, for WCW, you and Muda. Mm -hmm. Does he speak enough English for you to be able to do a match yeah. the way you normally would? Yeah, okay. because he trusts me. He listened to me. Okay. Yeah. You know what? What? If I can wrestle a guy a couple of times and we pretty much know each other and he trusts me and he knows I'm going to take care of him because they're not right. The Japanese kids over the, especially the older ones are trained to be just, you know, they don't sell. They were, you know, God, you can't, for, you can't, especially you can't sell for the guy gene. You know what I mean? Right. For the, for the uh, like the Brodies and the Hansons and the guys of yesteryear and that, but, no, he understood it all. He, he he became a great worker. Fujinami was great. Um, Tenru was great. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people that would call some of the Japanese wrestlers great wrestlers because they can do so many crazy things. But if you can't sell, right, and you can't make a comeback because it's never really a comeback to make because you're always on the offensive, I, I can't I can't relate to that as being as being a great worker. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. And, and it's, it's certainly not what you grew up on. No. I, I heard when Jim Ross really made me proud this week. I saw where Jim was comparing me and Steamboat. Um, With to, uh, to, Sasha and uh, Charlotte. Huh? With Sasha and Charlotte. No, no, no. no. He was, it was saying that we that we just were the best of our time. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I heard Seth Rollins on Pat McAfee saying that um, and, and keeping in mind that Seth and I are, we're for good, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but he was saying that, you know, the, the, the times have changed as the guys sat in rest holds. I never sat in a rest hold with Steamboat ever, as right. you know. Even if it was for an hour, it was on rest hold. So, Pat McAfee, if you're out there and Joe Rogan could talk and shit, bring me on the show, I'll explain the facts and the realities of wrestling to you. No one knows them better. So, Pat, I love you and respect you, but I'm long overdue on your show, okay? Quit kissing at WWE's ass and bring me on. <laughs> well, all righty. And, and, Joe, and Joe quit canceling. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know something about wrestling, Pat, call me. We uh... OneWrestling.nh. <laughs> and, and go through conrad to get me <laughs> yeah I, i'm actually uh we follow each other he could he could slide in my dms we can make that yeah happen. i know i, I love that he's he, the best man yeah he's the, the relationship he has with Aaron rogers is phenomenal and the relationship he has with DraftKings is even better <laughs> no doubt that is the best uh relationship yeah, i was gonna say if, you, if i can be on ryan clark's to pivot and I can be on uh, on be on mine, <laughs> which is going to be as big as yours eventually. You know, me and Conrad are locking down. <laughs> I can certainly be a guest on yours. You want to know something about wrestling, clothing, style, women? Call me. 
Okay. All right. Hey, you mentioned him at the top of the show. Uh, Seth Rollins, we saw what, or at least it looks as if we know his WrestleMania plans now, an elimination chamber. Uh, somehow, some way. Oh, wait, 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 wait. At least I got one right. Hey, you nailed Oscar. I nailed Oscar. The rest of it, man, I, 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 I get the theory, kid, and I think he's obviously a very, very talented guy, but. Um, I guess Seth, they figured that Seth is so positioned so well and doesn't need it, but um, many different things. He's like kind of like a utility player now, like I was. You know, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Except, except that I didn't have to change my persona you know, every every couple months. Um, well, even when you're getting along with Seth, you just can't help it, can you? No, no. But I mean, that's a company doing that, right? I I don't think that's his saying. Hey, I want to change this every day to you. No, I mean, listen, I think what he's doing is working right now. I mean, yeah. his dressing over the top with those big red boots and all that. Hey man, he's getting some attention for himself and he got enough to get a match with Logan Paul, who is a big time influencer. I'm actually looking forward to that. As far as a spectacle at WrestleMania, oh, it'll be a, it'll be a hell of a match. I mean, you, you got to think Logan and, and, that, and that's why, they, that's why they didn't put the belt on him. I understand that. That, that yeah. makes sense. See, I didn't, I didn't expect Logan to be coming back. So. So I guess that's why Seth was cracked on him saying nobody likes him behind the dressing room, right? Yeah. That all part of the, that all part of the story. Maybe so. Maybe so. We know yeah. that, uh, Austin theory got his hand raised there. And the rumor is that he's going to be taking on John Cena. John Cena has been announced as coming back to raw from the uh, Monday night raw in Boston. I don't mm-hmm. know if they announced it on TV, but they certainly let people in the Boston area know, Hey, buy your tickets. John Cena's coming. So a lot of people have this theory. The WrestleMania this year will be Austin theory versus John Cena, perhaps for the U S title. Uh, and maybe that's smart. It keeps John out of the world title picture and keeps you and him tied at 16. What do you think about Cena coming back for Austin theory? Well, I know this about John. If he, and this is what really makes John special. If there's a scenario and this, um, trust me, this is not from him, but I know, I know him very well. Right. If there's a position that'll help the company yes and help an individual that he likes he's in yeah we by the, the theory wrestling john cena makes theory automatically a big player whether you think he is or not he's getting to wrestle john cena that's a john big cena is a big deal it, it is yeah it's like and john's in that category of when austin comes back and rock comes back John Cena comes back, it's a big deal. And and John is, you know, very given. It's not about it's not about John Cena anymore. It's about what I can do to make the company better and be a company guy. But by the way, you gotta pay me a lot to do it. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I'm, I'm sure there's a paycheck involved. He's just not walking a walk around there and go, woo. <laughs> no, I, I can't I can't get that. even they're going woo, I can't get in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? um I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the elimination chamber but i actually managed to talk megan into watching the main event i had shown her some of the storyline recap videos and uh, she was like yeah i want to see that match so we watched the main event live and of course during the course of that match remember now we're in montreal a largely yeah. french-speaking audience yeah. and every time there's a chop the whole place woos yeah and I was explaining to her, I said, how crazy is it that Rick's not there? This is another country where the primary language isn't even English. And every time there's a chop, here comes a woo. And I bet a lot, there's a certain segment of those fans that are younger fans who never saw you wrestle who maybe haven't watched a bunch of your stuff on the network, but it's now just a part of, I don't know, the lexicon of wrestling that it's just understood. If you do a chop, you woo. I, that's uh that's quite the legacy that you're not there you're thousands of miles away and they're still doing it well you're undermining me now they also go woo all night long before the before the lights come on of course <laughs> of course yeah i'm actually I'm, I'm proud of it but i don't get paid for it so <laughs> 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 just, i'm flattered but i wish it was a dollar attached to it you know, it's funny because, uh, they do it at every, you know, sports sporting event in the oh, world. Sure. Too. Like, like we started the uh, Huntsville trash pandas here just yeah. before the pandemic, our minor league baseball team. 
and they woo just throughout the thing and yeah. throughout the games. And a buddy of mine went to a game and he's a realtor friend, not really a wrestling friend. And he texts me and he goes, Hey man, do they have to pay your father-in-law for every woo? And I go, he and I both wish so because yeah. that would, yeah, that'd yeah. be a different deal. We'd have a yacht of our own and <laughs> we'd have a drawbridge to get to it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Hey, they're going to need a drawbridge for uh, the Roman Reigns main event. Um, this past weekend, man, that crowd was on absolute fire for Sammy. I thought it would be one of the hottest crowds ever, and it exceeded my expectations. They had a, they had a hell of a match. They did. What did yeah, you that, think? That, I, I, well, sometimes I think there's too much to the finish, and then I watched it. Then in reality, um, I mean, that, that that's a Michael Hayes special written all over it. Right. Uh, in my estimation, Michael is the greatest, you know, if Pat was the greatest that, I mean, there's an example right now. I would have never thought in a million years, Zane was, was that kind of athlete. That's an, that's a very athletic thing to do. Yeah. This is, this is where he flips over. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Jumps over yeah. the top rope down to the floor, crashing on Roman. Mm -hmm. The fans were with it, man, every step of the way. And a lot, I know some fans I shouldn't say a lot, but there's a contingent of fans who were disappointed. Uh, they felt as if it was going to be uh, Sammy's night and that the WWE was missing the boat by not pulling the trigger. And we didn't really see Jay turn heel. We're going to have to see what happens. Is he with Sammy? Is he with the bloodline? We don't really know. We didn't get the big embrace with Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn, And they've given us some, some time to tell that story as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania. Hey guys, need to call a quick time out here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. An all new mailbag series debuts later this month on Adfree Shows as we pick the brain of a man who has spent 40 plus years in the wrestling business. Longtime WCW and WWE referee Nick Patrick answers your questions. And Kurt Angle. Where you getting beer on it? Or milk. No, no, it ended up being my own blood. Austin had, had had the title. It had the jagged edges on it, right? And they had a deal where where uh, uh, Angle pulled me in, and I took the belt shot. A little bonus content comes your way, courtesy of the Kurt Angle Show. A dream match became a reality back in 2016 as Kurt Angle squared off against Cody Rhodes on the Independent. For the first time, Kurt watches back his match against the American Nightmare. This kid's really talented. He's selling the ankle here on the leapfrog, went down on it awkwardly. He's outside the ring talking to the referee. This is, like you said, all part of the match plan. Hey, start to show that weakness in the ankle. Yeah, yeah, this was uh, his idea to you know, make it look like he hurt his ankle so that when he did lose, <laughs> I love he had it. something to gripe about. Ad-free show members have chatted one-on-one -on -one with AEW stars like Eddie Kingston, Dax Harwood, Ricky Starks, and many more, including a recent live interactive session with Renee Paquette. He still continues to do that. He's on commentary in AEW. Um, so it, I think it was cool for him to kind of put on that analyst hat and get to kind of test out those waters a little bit. But end of the day, it was a thing that I think made him feel like, you know what, wrestling can be okay again. I can have fun in the wrestling space again and and now we have cm punk wrestling so you're welcome that's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you with four levels to choose from see for yourself why ads free shows is the best value in wrestling today sign up now at adsfreeshows.com what do you expect for Sami Zayn at wrestlemania would you expect it to turn into a three-way do you think it becomes a tag affair now with the usos and kevin owens what say you well, I'm going to stay true to my thought process. It's going to be Roman and, and Cody. I, yeah. I can't, the three-way, I think. I, and I've seen some, and they can be really good, but it, it's it's not nearly as meaningful, especially if, if in the three-way, the, the champion doesn't get beat. Does that make sense? Yes. Then To me, that's not really changing the title. Right. If you beat, if you beat the third guy, then what are you doing? Yeah, you didn't really beat the champ. Yeah, you didn't beat the champ, so... If they're going to make a point, whichever way they go works, I'm sure they'll have a, have a match. Uh, I, I think Cody deserves it, but Roman has done such an outstanding job that if they leave it on Roman, you know, more power to him. He's, he, sometimes, you, sometimes you don't want to take the momentum off something that's working so well. 
So that's a, that that could be a people could be deceived by that too. But I mean, you and I, you and I both want to see. Um, you know, I want to because that's the one chip, as, as Cody would say, that his dad never got. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see him have it one time. Um, and I don't think it would hurt Roman at this point. But uh, there again, I don't know because I'm not not looking at the actual statistics of marketing and everything else. But um, Roman's been carrying that ship for a long time. We're carrying the flag for a long time. So, it's crazy to think too, just how long Roman has been the champ. I don't know that you've kept up with this, but over 900 days at this point. Yeah, I can believe that, it. That's a lot, especially for the modern era. Yeah. And he's wrestled everybody. Yes, he has. From Brock. I mean, he's wrestled some tough guys. So, um, I mean, he's had some really, you know, world-class uh, talent, uh, oppose him. So, um, you know, you know what I'm always going to think. I, I think the queen carries her side of it, and I think Roman carries his side of it. And they couldn't have two more dedicated or, or and two more two more qualified people representing them. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. What do you think so far of the way they're, they're choosing to tell the story of Cody in the main event? As of yet, he's not had any interaction with Roman. It's all been with Paul Heyman, lots of verbal jousting, some great segments. I've enjoyed all the segments, but I'm wondering from your perspective, what do you think about them keeping Cody and Roman separate for now and just working it through Paul? I think that they're going to give it a good month. I don't, I think that that's about to heat up. And actually, the the less interaction they have, the better, right? The better. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually, uh, when you watch a, a big time heavyweight fight, right? Like, um, let's go back years to Ali and Fraser, right? They saw each other at the weigh-in, and they then they fought, but it was sold out. Does that make sense? Yes. There's two ways of thinking. Sometimes we spend so much time, um, you know spending weeks and weeks of back and forth and, and unless it's really really good it becomes repetitive because there's only so many ways to keep it from actually going at it and now they can actually figure out a way to keep them from ever you know deciding you know, decisively you know one guy getting beat up the other guy i mean that, that would be unusual i think that would work but it works anyway it's going to work no matter how they do it but the, the, to me the less they're put in a combative position um it's just it's people are waiting to see god because they they've never touched right right and that's you know that's pretty exciting too right no doubt i mean i i mean there's there's so many ways to look at it with that but it's going to be great no matter what so would you put sammy and kevin owens together against the usos at wrestlemania is that what you think you based on what i've seen yeah yeah well, the other uh, rumored matchup is Edge versus Finn Balor. Uh, I kind of thought maybe that was in our rearview mirror, but it felt like that, that, you know that that threw me way off too because you know I thought I thought they would keep the steam on on uh, Rhea, but 
you know, that's just, that's even, I'm, you know, I look at it like, like a regular person sometimes too and just don't look at the big picture because it wasn't just about Rhea. Right. But, um, uh, I think they're gonna, you'll, you'll see Rhea being phased out now and generally going. I, I think they, I think they have a face off Friday night, uh, mm. the Queen and Rhea, which really get them rolling. It's just, and that's now it's, we're, we're about a month out, right? Yep. That's when you really start going to war and or, you know putting the pieces together. Because people well, forget, for, people forget what happened. I mean, can you remember the finishes from WrestleMania last year? Uh, not all of them, no. <laughs> can you remember? Can you remember them from Raw two weeks ago? Well, that's an excellent point. No. So sometimes it's better to keep it fresh and, and I mean, keep them as, keep them as far apart as you can be. I know probably frustrating for them because they're looking at how we used to do it in the old days where you, but it's, it's a, it's a new day and a new look and I, I, I like it. It's going to be fun. Uh, everybody's saying this is going to be the biggest WrestleMania in history. I'm certainly expecting some records to be set. And speaking of records, records were set this past weekend. After Elimination Chamber went off, a lot of fans turned on Fight TV and they watched Sasha Banks become the second ever IWGP Women's Champion. Quite the match, a co-main event there in San Jose. And uh, all the stars turned out, man. Dave Meltzer was in the crowd. CM Punk was in the crowd. Uh, Sign Guy Dudley from ECW, who now works with Impact, was there. Scott Demore was there. Bailey was there to support her pal. And Sasha Banks is the new champ. And all I could think watching this dude was it feels old school to see a superstar like this in different promotions and picking up gold. I mean, this was a throwback to the way things used to be before you had to be sort of exclusive to one company. What'd you think of Sasha winning the title? I think it's great. I think it's great for business and and in all fairness to anybody else, Sasha's one of the top four women performers alive right now. Yeah. I mean, and she certainly it's not going to change tomorrow. No. Um, you know, the only thing that would ever, the only thing that would ever slow Sasha down if she took too much time off and that would just take her one match to knock the rust off. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah she's got, she's great. I'm happy for her and she's now, now she's conquered two worlds. So I'm really happy for her. I think it's interesting that, you know, it, there's it, multiple, go ahead. Well, here's what brings up a point I was going to make it because I think about it a lot. You know, all you look at this social media and it's just one thing after another. Obviously, Sasha is not coming back to the WWE. Well, she will eventually. I just don't see. Oh, that. yeah. Uh, but I mean, not for WrestleMania. No, 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 no. No, no. I mean, I'm sure she's got a year long deal there, whatever. If, if she's got that carte blanche and, and better for her. But it's all these things like. Do you really think, I mean, every time I look at something, somebody from AEW is jumping over, like Kenny Omega now, it's good jumping. I mean, you know what Vince McMahon would do to somebody that even hinted at leaving his company? What's that? Squash him. Well. Right or wrong. So I missed this. You you saw Kenny Omega like teasing a jump? No, they were talking about, I, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, because we're in this business, I look at the other podcasts and look at stuff. Oh, I see. And I work out. That he might be leaving. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean, let's not be honest. I, I think it's inevitable that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and a lot of those guys have a run with Vince McMahon. And I know that probably upsets some folks, but the reality no, is. No, no, no. I, I, I hope they do. I think but if I'm Tony Khan, I got a guy working in, in, in uh, human real in, in town relations saying, shut the fuck up. Right. I mean, really? You think Vince would tolerate it? Right. No, really. I think Tony is becoming so enamored with the product. Like I said to you the other day, and he's also very not enamored, so personally attached to the product. Right. As he is with the football as well. Right. He's, he's, not look, he's not looking at what's going on. Why are they still talking about CM Punk? Well, Why the, co- the company's not talking about CM Punk. Huh? 
The company's not talking about CM Punk. Why well, he's getting his name out there all the time. Well, there's, there's a difference between getting your name out there, but here's the thing, just so you know, cause you may have forgotten, but well, help me out he there. can't wrestle. He's injured. Ooh. So he, he punk at that last pay-per-view, he either tore his peck or his bicep or tricep or something, but he's out. So he's nursing an injury. So even if he wasn't, you no, know, but does he work for AEW or not? Yeah. Yeah. He gets paycheck every other week or so. But the, I thought they were going to fire him. Nobody said that. I know. But how do you have a melee like that and there's no consequence? Well, I mean, guys used to fight all the day in the back. I I, guys used to. I'm talking about today. Well, I mean, here's my question. Like, just to, we're both and, pretty and, I, and I'm like, happy. And I'm happy he's getting a paycheck. Don't misunderstand me. But you're not, you're not, I don't want anybody to take this slant. But it's the, it's the rumors. And if that's what creates, if that's what creates business, then good for them. But I look at it, and it's nobody knows what's going on, right? At in in the AEW, nobody knows. A WWE, everybody knows their role, jabroni. <laughs> now I'm using rock stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you not agree? Well, listen, I'll be honest. I'm not there, so I don't I don't know what's what everybody knows or doesn't know. Uh, but, but I do know that there's a whole lot of people in AEW who are making a great living and not being asked to do a whole terrible lot. So that I'm, I'm, I'm total agreement with you. Feels like that's a pretty good deal to me. It's a, it's a great deal, but yeah. if you want to be a worker and you want to be on TV and you want to become the greatest or whatever, you, whatever you aspire to do besides make a check, you gotta be on TV working. Right. Right. I'm not arguing that. How did you did you get great with, with your mortgage business by not going to the office? No. Not are you well, getting? Well, are, you, are you getting? Are you, you're the greatest podcaster now, or one of them <laughs> in the world? Are you doing it by uh, having somebody else do your shows? No. But you, you you've got to be visible. You got to take the good with the bad, but you've got to be visible to get yeah. great. Yeah, it's it's what it is. You got to go to work. And I mean, shit, we all like, we all like getting paid, but not if you want to be great. Well, I guess the question is, you know, if you're one of the talent who, uh, are excited to have the AEW opportunity and, and, and very happy and pleased with your financial terms, but maybe you're frustrated with your ability to find a spot on TV because it is a big roster. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the path forward? What would your advice it's a, be? It's a big roster that's getting an 800 credit score yeah 840,000 viewers yeah so the great roster ain't getting any numbers agreed well i mean here's the thing i have this conversation with eric all the time we don't know how the network feels about those numbers i think a lot the of network, rest- the network loves it because they love programming so that's where their money's coming from so that's a win right i guess, i don't know but i mean if you're not going anywhere in terms of numbers, which means are the numbers not reflective of the number of people that are watching? I'm not arguing that. That's okay. 100% accurate. Yeah. So less people are watching than ever. Well, we can't say that. I mean, there were a million people who watched two weeks ago. I know. Uh, but I, I'm, 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 down I'm, week day, I, huh? I know. I'm saying, but in, 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 I'm, I'm not being critical of anything. I'm just saying that the greatest roster in the world would you not agree after three years, they should stay at a one at least. Oh yeah. I mean, I think everybody wishes that their ratings were higher. No doubt. That's not what I said. Do you not think after, after three years that they should be averaging a one every week? I don't, I I think that I think AEW has identified the ceiling. I don't think realistically we're going to wake up in a world where AEW is twice as big as they are this time next year or the year after that. I just think there's only a certain amount of people who are going to watch the program the way they consume the program. I think a lot of people keep up with the product online and through other sources that aren't just watching a set top box. I don't think WWE's ratings are going to grow. We all agree. WWE's creative is better than ever. Why haven't the ratings doubled? There's just not that much interest in wrestling. I think we found out. I didn't say doubled, but they're staying over 2 million viewers every week on SmackDown. And they're averaging like 1.8 with no football. 
on raw that those are good those are damn good numbers it's also broadcast versus cable and it's friday night versus wednesday night i mean friday night and wednesday night are two probably the two least desirable television nights but it's it's monday and wednesday right right no i'm i was referencing the aw product yeah i um I, I get what you're, where you're going. You would like to see the ratings growing and you would like to see the company growing its audience. It feels as if they're not growing. I would argue that they're not dying though. I would say that the ratings. Oh, I didn't know. And no way, shape and form said, are they dying? But I'm just saying there's, you know, the one thing I am out is I'm out a lot. I do a lot of autograph signing in that. And as I told you in the old days, I could walk through an airport and I knew there was something going on. Right. Right. I don't hear anything. I hear more about my documentary. What, um, <laughs> what would you, what, what would you do if you were in Tony Khan's seat? Because it feels as if you, um, you think there is a formula or a strategy. What, what would you, what would be your strategy to grow the audience? I, I would, I would, I would continue to to own the company, but I would let somebody fresh book it. Okay. I mean, for, you know what? Because he he books, he runs it, but he also is very in very vested personally in that football, which he takes a lot of pride in. And the Jaguars are getting better, which I'm really happy for them for. And Doug Peterson and the quarterback and all that are really improving, and that they'll they'll probably be in the playoffs next year. So that what I'm saying is Tony has to divide his time and his passion between two things. And sometimes yeah, I think, you know, how, how Vince didn't, doesn't like to delegate authority. Well, in this case, he's delegated a lot of authority or however it transpired to Hunter and it's working, right? Right. But he still has his hand on it. Does that make sense, Vince? I'm sure. I'm sure he does, yeah. So that's what I would just suggest to Tony that maybe he step back he's got, and let somebody you know, take a look at it. I even said, like, I mean, I was making a joke to you, but a guy like you that watches it oh, and, and studies like you, you could book the show. Well, I mean, listen, if he was going to bring in people just to help consult with booking, I mean, I would think you'd want to talk to Dutch Mantel and Kevin Sullivan. I mean, those guys have written a lot of TV over the years. Yeah, but it's old time TV. See, you're the one, you're the first to remind me of that. It's old TV. I'm not arguing that. I'm just thinking Tony has enough of the new school representation in him maybe combining some of the old school stuff could work too, because this bloodline storyline and a lot of what's worked is uh, what Eric Bischoff would call discipline. You know, they really took their time with this. They didn't rush it. They, Oh, that well, that's a credit to guys like Bruce and, uh, for Ed sure. Kosky. I mean, to work there for 20 years, like Bruce and Ed Kosky, it's a miracle. Yeah, it is. It's a tough insensitive job. Yeah. And, and where Hunter sits, Having to make all these decisions, deal with talent relations. I mean, it, it's a lot. It's a long day. I, mean, I, I, just, I was just, I watched it. Right. And you, if he gets two minutes to himself, same with Bruce, same with Ed. You know what I mean? And I just think sometimes if you st step back and find somebody that uh, I wouldn't, I would never go to an old school. I would go, I would find somebody that I had confidence in and take some of the pressure off of the, management of the booking end of it instead of letting I, I i'm actually of the opinion that the guys book themselves right does that make sense yeah if i'm watching a show i think uh, chris jericho has probably um no doubt to say, huh no doubt and has a lot to say about what he does obviously the young bucks have a lot to say about what they do obviously um kenny omega does and i understand kenny's a very smart guy. i've only met him a few times but what a nice guy yeah so Sometimes you got too many, too many people with uh, the creative control or whatever they have in their contract. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the rap has been for a long time that wrestling fans didn't like writers and wrestling. I think, you know, knowing how WWE is doing now without a certain filter, their creative seems like it's as good or better than ever. Absolutely. And it's with a team of writers. And if yeah. there's on the other side well there's not a team of writers so i don't think there's a right way or a wrong way i just think hey when it's good it's good and when it's not it's not yeah but what i'm what yeah okay then we'll just leave it at this the wwe has agreed 
in principle to let their things work. Yes. Right? And, yes. and it's changed, moving people in and out. Tony hasn't changed a thing in three years. Am I correct in saying that? Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can tell that it's still Tony booking for sure, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just saying, why not give it a shot, somebody else a shot? This is not knocking Tony. I'm just saying, You're you right. know, he's he's on a private jet flying in the football. He doesn't miss a football game. No, he sits with his dad. I mean, he actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't attend some practices. He oh, like sure. he, he yeah. likes the football. Plus, he runs a soccer team over in Europe. It's a lot hands on. So why not try plugging somebody else in new just to see how it works? Someone that can tell everybody, hey, this is the way it's going to be. Right. You don't like it. The WWE is not going to take all of you. I can guarantee right. you. Right. Not at the, not at the money you're making here. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be an interesting couple of years because I do think AEW has been in a state of transition. You know, you look back to the the way it launched in 2019 and what the company looked like. You know, just uh, at the end of 2021, so just two and a half years later man, it looked a lot different and I think it's just going to continue to evolve, but that's kind of necessary. Um, one of the things that we've seen recently with Tony Khan, I wanted to bring up to you is he had a, a little online jousting session with Ariel Hilwani, who's one of the more respected MMA reporters. Yeah. And he started to do some work in and around WWE, yeah. including showing up at SmackDown in Montreal and being in their crowd and, and all that jazz. And of course, Hey, everybody, everybody wants to be with WWE. <laughs> I don't blame Mario at all. What did you think of uh, the back and forth there on Twitter? I'm sure you. I, 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 I didn't see it. And see, once again, I didn't hear about it and I didn't see it. So help me out here. I, well, can, only, I can only look at this shit so much. <laughs> Ariel's on the, the program and Tony Khan tweeted at him, uh, basically uh, saying that he was as much of a journalist as Tony Schiavone, which is tongue in cheek. Uh, and then, uh, Ariel responded back and, you know, said he couldn't wait for their next chat because they had an interview once before that didn't go as well as Ariel would have liked. And I, I, don't, I don't understand what, what, what Tony meant by that. Well, because he's at a WWE show. Yeah. So he's trying to maintain some sort of independence and journalistic credibility, but yet he's on camera in a WWE crowd holding a WWE microphone, likely getting paid by WWE. And as a rule of thumb, most journalists would say, well, you can't know who, who is doing that. Ariel Helwani. Was that a WWE show? Yes. Oh, I thought you said AEW. I'm nope. sorry. Nope. You're talking about Montreal. Yes. Okay. So Tony took a shot at him and saying, you got as much credibility as Tony Schiavone. Yep. Well, Tony has a lot more credibility in the wrestling business. Well, no, no doubt. Yeah. That, that I'll, I'll take Tony's side there all day long. Um, well, Ariel responded back and, um, clearly trying to be tongue in cheek and get some attention for himself. And then Ariel, uh, or, or, or Tony Khan tweeted, Hey, uh, good luck with your unbiased journalism. And then all weekend, and even on NXT, as you and I are recording this last night, they referred to Ariel Hawani as an unbiased reporter who asked the, who isn't afraid to ask the tough questions. So there's some veiled shots going back and forth on the programming now. I just, this, this exemplifies, we really are in a little wrestling war again, man. I guess well, I, I was, actually was, I actually was going to text because I'm sure you're curious too. I was going to text Ariel or shale, uh, what they thought about next uh, Saturday night. Cause I'm excited about that. John Jones, baby. I can't wait to see. Yeah. John Jones yeah, I mean, I know you're not going to miss that. No, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking John all day long. How about you? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how you can bet against John. Boy, he's 25 pounds lighter than that guy. 
Still, though, John's yeah. never lost. I mean, there is a loss on the record, but in reality, it was a bullshit DQ. He's yeah. never lost. It's hard to bet against a I, guy who's never I lost. Know, and I know. He's exciting, too. He's a badass, man. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. Before we get there, we, we, we should mention that this weekend, I can't believe this is real. Jake Paul is fighting Tommy Fury. Of course, Tommy Fury is the younger brother of Tyson Fury. Jake Paul, of course, the younger brother of Logan Paul. And Jake has uh, fancied himself a boxer, and now he's fighting a real boxer. What do you think? Uh, what do you expect? Is Jake Paul going to get his hand raised or not so much? Um. Let me tell you something about the Paul kids, both of them. They're tough kids. No doubt. I I mean, I, they, you know, I don't care whether they're YouTube or whatever, I mean, whatever they refer to, people make jokes about them and that. They're tough kids. Yeah. I've, I've met them both. And I, 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 I tell you right, the way, what, after what Jake Paul has done, I wouldn't bet against him. I, I wouldn't bet on it. I, I don't think he'd overmatch himself. He's on such a rule, on such a run. I think he has, I'm, I'm very, I'd be very confident in saying, I think he has a real good chance. Who do, who do you like in it? Yeah. I'm, I got to pull for Jake Paul. I too think that he's on a trajectory. They want to keep rolling. It's probably yeah. better for boxing. And and, they're, they're, they're legitimately tough kids. I mean, they really no are. Doubt. No doubt. I mean, who thought that, that, that Logan could jump in the ring and, and work like he does. He does some incredible shit. Well, I'll tell you when you've got one-on-one personal training from Shawn Michaels. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, is Shawn been teaching him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Well, there you go. That's it. There's the answer. I did. I heard that, but I wouldn't know that was verified. Could you have a better trainer than Shawn? No, Michaels? absolutely not. That explains a lot. Yeah. Because he's the thing that makes a difference between him and a lot of guys that just show up. He's got some of the fundamentals down really good. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And if you haven't got the fundamentals, I don't care how much shit diving off the top rope and all that you do it means nothing if you don't have the fundamentals down well you, here's, no, here's no, one no, of the fundamentals no. for us and that's getting a good deal on some steak the wait is over quality steak free shipping period the backyard butchers restaurant quality steak boxes are now available online you're getting steakhouse quality bulk meat specials responsibly sourced from american farms delivered right to your door and for a limited time backyard butchers is offering 15 percent off plus free shipping and four free ribeyes for life. I got to tell you, I wasn't sure what to expect here because when they told me this was cheaper than a grocery store, I thought, well, that sounds too good to be true. And then I had it fantastic. Why not cut out the middleman with responsibly sourced 100% American beef, pork, and chicken all sourced from the farms across the heartland of America. The backyard butchers meat is fresh, safely packaged and delivered to your door in an eco-friendly insulated box. Make sure that that meat shows up at your door at the ideal temperature. Now let's remember there's no subscriptions and there's no membership necessary, but if you do choose to subscribe, you can cancel anytime, but I'm telling you, once you try them, you'll be back. You're going to reorder. You're going to love the price. You're going to love the ease. You're going to love the quality and the taste of backyard butcher steak, pork, and chicken. And right now for a limited time, they're offering our listeners of this podcast a special introductory deal. Get 15% off plus free shipping and four free ribeyes for life with every subscription. You'll thank me later when you visit backyardbutchers.com. Click on the online shop and order. Remember, there's no subscriptions or membership necessary, but when you choose to subscribe, four free ribeyes for life. So why wait? Get your hands on some of the best steak, pork, and chicken you'll ever taste. And make your next steak night an event to remember. Visit backyardbutchers.com and use the promo code FLARE to get 15% off your order, free shipping, and four free ribeyes for life. Rick, we uh we got so many questions here. There's no way we'll get to them all. Let's get to the juicy ones. Let's get some controversy where I can shoot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
let me find one. Here you go. Um, any stories about sweet daddy Seeky? You know what? I only met him one time. Not one. I met him in Toronto. He was a big card in Toronto. Jordan wants to know if AEW, WWE, or Impact offered you a backstage role or a manager role, would you take it? Absolutely. Uh, from uh, AEW or WWE, but they won't. Why won't they? Um, <laughs> truthfully, truthfully, because I'm too good at what I do. Oh, okay. Even at my age, I'm impressed. By, I, I'm not talking about being a producer, not being a writer. I don't mean that I'm talking about to give me a microphone and, and let me have at it. I don't know. You tell me. I love you for that. Listen, listen, I've made $700,000 doing cameos and they're just a minute long. <laughs> <laughs> let me just, let me just piss up here. No, this don't is, show us. Don't show us. Come no, on. I have to because it's absurd. It, it's absurd. You're absurd. Michael Ravel wants to know, what are your thoughts on Gunther going more than 60 minutes in the Royal Rumble? What's wrong with you? Look at you. Read that. I see it. <laughs> done pretty well. That's just talking for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but Rick, don't you remember? You did the match last year because you're broke. That is 21 months. I'm just chilling, doing selfie videos. So I can talk to somebody I don't know, much less a TV camera. Yeah. <laughs> Michael wants to know, what do you think of Gunther going more than 60 minutes in the Royal Rumble? Um, well, first of all, anybody can, anybody can go out there. Oh, I know there's something else I gotta clarify with you too. Yeah. Anybody that can go out there and um go a sixty minutes period is is gonna be someone that I'm you know, I think highly of. Sure. It's 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 <laughs> sixty minutes no matter how you whether you're just walking around the block. Sixty minutes is sixty minutes. Right. And I that's why I pat myself on the back when people wanna know why I'm crazy and why I drink and shit. Can you imagine I did that? For 15 years, over 300 times a year, not 15, um, eight years, over 300 times a year. Sometimes know. twice, all the way till 89. Some, from 81 to 89, sometimes twice a day. Wow. Yeah. Ask Ricky Morton what it's like wrestling nine hour broadways in a week. That's Ask a lot. Steamboat. In Steamboat, we were doing 90 minutes. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a day off. And then and, and then, then I had to go. And then I had to go be the nature boy. <laughs> Look, that's, 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 that's a lot of pressure. Wrestling yeah. 90 minutes in the hot sun and then going to be the nature boy. Well, who Tough could day. do that? <laughs> uh, they want to know. They want to know why I'm nuts, man. <laughs> Woo! I love you. <laughs> Izzy Patton wants to know which world title run was your least fave and which one was your fave? Did you have a least favorite run? The first one where I didn't draw oh, any okay. money. Or <laughs> I didn't draw a double nickels. <laughs> it didn't look like my phone. It looked, it looked like this. <laughs> <laughs> I made, I made $50,000 less than I made working for Jim Crockett. That's tremendous. Because the arenas were empty. Nobody knew the fuck I was or cared. <laughs> I, I hadn't been on Turner TV enough. And, you know, to be a big star in the Mid-Atlantic area was one thing. To be a big star in Kansas City and Portland and wherever else I had to go, New Zealand. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what I expected there. What's your favorite run? So your your first one was the worst one. What was your favorite one? Anything else was good. Uh, Robbie Rogers says, and you want to come. I, 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 I really had a good time being the WWE champion. The, uh, um, 
the first time because I got to wrestle like I mean, think about I'm wrestling Hogan, Savage, um, Bret Hart, you know, Sean. I mean, I mean, I, it's hard to imagine, but I, I, I think at times, and you and think about it, um, when you're getting to wrestle Terry and Dory and Jack and uh, Harley Race and King Kong Brody and Stan Hansen and T- Ted DiBiase and Dick Murdoch and Wahoo, and I mean, the list is endless of great names. Steamboat. Yeah. Getting to wrestle these guys every night across the country, across the world. Um, you know, Tenru, um, Saruda, um, uh, Rick, um, we mentioned his name, Ricky Choshu, um, Muda, um, and who's the, the the kid we broke in and Fujinami, we broke him in in Charlotte. I mean, who gets to do that and get paid and have fun doing it? Even right. if it was for an hour, because I can guarantee you, if I took you over there and we did something in Japan, going to Japan with me is a lot different than going to the tourists. <laughs> it was. <laughs> There's an area over there called Shinjuku after we get off the show. <laughs> it is the red carpet part of town. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They'll give you a bath. You'll think you're like a, a like a duck in a tub. You'll be so much soap on you, they won't be able to find you as they're pouring sake down your neck. I've uh, I've heard <laughs> some stories <laughs> over there. Uh, <laughs> they used to go, Baba wants to know, you want to Korean barbecue or Shinjuka? Uh, Shinjuka, please. I'll buy my own Korean barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Korean barbecue, let me think. Or Shinjuku. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Uh, John Riviera says. Hey, and by the way, if anybody pisses me off, the list of guys I took with me is endless. Let's <laughs> this. They want to hear their name and who they've been in Shinjuku. Who I've taken Shinjuku. They better be nice to me. I've heard, uh, I've unless, heard unless, they, unless they want to explain to their wife why they were getting soaked <laughs> like a rubber duck. Uh, I don't know how much of this we'll be able to air, but here we go. Uh, John Riviera says, Arn Anderson talked about a bar you guys used to go to in the Milwaukee area back in the day. He said it was on a lake. Do you remember the name or any other favorite Milwaukee spots? God, um, the lake. I wonder if he's talking about the uh, Harbor Master in Jacksonville. Hmm. That was that was on the on the uh, intercoastal, on a lake in Wisconsin. Well, hell, <laughs> Arn and I have been on so many bars on lakes, <laughs> one in this country or the other. It's confusing for me. Yeah, Milwaukee was fun. Milwaukee Here's was a, a good town. Charlotte here from Allen. The the, the 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 place we put on the map was the Snuggery in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, and the Safari Club in Baltimore. Those two stand out. Uh, Alex Rogers. Hey, I, I can remember waking up in the morning, and and this a girl next to me woke up. She looked like Linda Blair. Her head was spinning around. She, she's a flight attendant. I said, "Fuck, I'm gonna miss my plane." She said, "Well, I'm the flight attendant on your flight." And no say, we're running down the running down the goddamn jetway, and her hair is all fucked up and everything. And she runs and then five feet behind says. Oh, hello, Mr. Flair. How was your evening? <laughs> hey, when you've opened your life up and you've told everybody what to do, what a great story. <laughs> it's the good <goddamn> truth. <laughs> My goodness. Well, listen, uh, I, I can't remember her name, damn it. <laughs> I'd give her a shout out. I bet you'd you'd know her if you saw her. No, nah, no, nah, a long time ago. Listen, a lot of these girls that I come up to me now and say, "I remember you," and I say, "I don't remember you." <laughs> Surprising. Oh yeah, we went out. Really, not a chance. You got me confused. Stan Lane. Stan Lane. <laughs> it was Buddy Landale. It was the other Nature Boy. By God. <laughs> I can't blame it on anybody else, but somebody with blonde hair. It was Ricky Morton. Yes. 
No, Ricky brought me down to your room in a robe. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these signings catch up with you, man. <laughs> oh, you've had that happen recently? Oh, God, just last week. What do I think maybe brought this to my attention? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember me? In Baltimore, of all towns. <laughs> don't know. Did you have my watch in a spaghetti bowl? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they never try to pull the okie doke and be like, meet your son. No, haven't had that. Haven't. Now, um, oh, on <laughs> that note, the yeah. backdrop just dropped. <laughs> flare flop, which means it's time to talk about Woo Wings. Nature's very own re virtual restaurant brand now operating in over 30 locations across 11 different states and many more on the way. You can order the legendary flavors and world championship woo wings from your Uber Eats or Postmates app in Nashville, San Antonio, Miami, Jacksonville, and Clearwater, Florida, all over Los Angeles and New York. Also Charlotte, Raleigh, and Concord, North Carolina, Atlanta, and Richmond Hill, and Georgia, Tuscaloosa, and Huntsville, and Alabama. Of course, Tulsa and Providence as well. Woo Wings is a virtual brand, so it is delivery only. And the food is made by restaurant partners with an existing location who are looking to add more to their bottom line for a complete list of current locations. And to find out more about becoming one of Ric Flair's restaurant partners, visit RicFlairWings.com. And if you're in a Woo Wing City, order today from the Uber Eats or Postmates app and try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world champion, Woo Wings. So listen, let's, uh, you said you wanted some controversy. We, uh, we opened it up for questions. I got a controversial question. Mm -hmm. Robbie Rogers wants to know, can we get Rick's side of the whole ordeal with his ring of honor appearances? This would have oh, been absolutely, absolutely. years ago. I don't recall all the details, but I know there were some hurt feelings on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. They asked me to, um, go out and say that they were a bigger product than WWE. And I said, I absolutely will never do that. Hmm. And they said, you're under contract to say what, 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 you're, what you're told. And I said, well, I'm under contract for that, not for that. I won't do it. That's all it was. Simple as that. That gets into the whole Michael Baticchio. We should do a special on Michael Baticchio. <laughs> well, he's with High Spots. I think that's a different deal. I think this No, no. I, Michael, Michael put that deal together. Oh, okay. With you yeah. and Kerry Silken? Yeah. I see. I see. No, I had a good relationship with him, but I mean, their idea... Back then, of uh, was me going to a strip club, you know, before the show, and I mean, it's, it's a whole different world. I'm sure they're much more sophisticated now, but um, I, I can remember well, the incident. Tony Khan bought it, so huh? Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor now, so it's a totally different ball. No, no, what I'm saying though is that, that you know, that, you know, let's go to a strip club and kill some time, and just the whole deal wasn't. What, you know what it was is I, and I'm sure they're different now and much more sophisticated. And I know a lot of people that have, that have done very well better than them. But with me, there's no way in God's green earth, I wouldn't do it at TNA. I wouldn't do it at WCW. I never, when, one of the reasons, Eric, they put a lot of pressure on me to go out and say the shit that they said. Mm. Right, you know what I mean? They, they were about Hulk too, Hulk and Kevin and Scott every week. Right there with Eric. We're going to close you down. Now, do you really think I'm going to say that? No. No one. Number one, Vince McMahon has been my best friend. Number two, Austin's up there, who I'm close to. Undertaker. I mean, I mean, a hundred. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Right. And, and guess what? I didn't. And I'm sure that didn't help my relationship with Eric. Right. But that, that was the whole deal. I said, guys, I'm not doing that. And I, as a matter of fact, I don't like any part of this shit. Because I was doing, I, I see the kid once in a while that I was doing some announcing. I'm, I'm terrible color commentator. I mean, I, 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 it's, as much as I love the business, I Vince tried that one time. He said, you're horrible. I said, I, you're, some things you don't have to tell me. I'm very aware of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was horrible at it, but. That's a whole Michael Baticchio dig, man. He's, I can, if I ever tell you the scoop on him, brother, it's, it's, well, you busted him last year. I thought, I thought you and Michael were, uh, were on good terms. You're doing WrestleCon stuff, aren't you? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. And I work, I work for Fitterman. I don't work for Michael. Yeah. 
Well, Michael's been no, uh, no, no. We we are on good terms, but you caught him doing shit. Well, it wasn't it wasn't him. I mean, he had a rogue employee who I thought was making jokes that were inappropriate. But that's water under the bridge. Michael and I are on great terms and have done a lot of business together since. So no, 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 no. We are. I'm. I'm we're talking about years ago. Right, but right, that, right. But this the question is comes from what? How many years ago? 15? Yeah, yeah. It was a long there's, time. Ago. There's been a lot of different variations of stories. Right. But um, at at the end of it, I can assure you that I that I don't owe anybody any money. And if anybody owes any money, it goes back to a situation that, that it, it, it's not worth discussing. Copy but that. I, like, like you said, I'm, I'm at a point now where I forgive and forget they should too. Uh, but I can guarantee you the whole thing started when they wanted me to say that. And you know me very well. I can be mad as fuck at Vince or Hunter or anybody. I'm never going to say that they have, that another company has a, a better product because I would just sound like a damnest fool of all time. <laughs> would you well, agree? Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think there's any arguing WWE's number one. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example in my documentary, which I told you, I, I, I'm very happy. Bruce, Bruce basically said, I didn't draw money up there. I saw Bruce, right? You know what I said to him? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely didn't. I didn't. I went over, but I've said that to you before. Yeah, yeah. You said from day one, I wasn't over in New York. No, I, I was over with, when I went back up when I was 55 years old. Right. I got over there, but when I first went there, they, nobody knew who I was. Right. They did in Ohio. I mean, there were towns I did really good in. Right. Towns were towns where you had TV, where WCW had been, right? Yes. But the garden wasn't one of them. I don't think I ever sold out the garden, and that was their deal. I certainly sold out Philadelphia and Boston and all that with Hulk and that. And, uh, um, but, um, so let me put it like this, there've been some other guys that have been champions that drew a lot less money than me. We, we get started. Let's get that list started. Well, let's, uh, let's get another, and, 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 and at the same time, that's 42 year old Ric Flair, right? You know, 35 might've been a different story, but I just, I missed it. I, I missed the marketing and I missed all that by 10 years. But I don't regret my time in WCW. I mean, especially even like even like last year, that when and it's this documentary how why they picked me. But it, it's just it's given me a new life and a new a new perspective on life. And as I said, you on a very personal note, you know, all my friends not, not a lot of them lately get sick and have some major issues. Get really given me a real new perspective on life and where I don't need to be walking into. American social when I'm 80 years old, my favorite place and be going, woo, <laughs> I'm here. Woo, 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 woo. Well, listen, uh, I assume you're going to be there this weekend because as we're recording this, this weekend, you're the big birthday boy. What are the big plans yeah. for the big seven, four? I'm going to dinner with Joe Dino and, uh, probably half the town. <laughs> and yet i'm just the worst thing is i'm turning 74 what the fuck? W, I mean, wtf i'm supposed to be point, dead not turning 74 <laughs> i don't think you can put six dozen fucking candles on a cake indoors can you How are they gonna do <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you fuck you <laughs> oh man this was fun i don't know what i expected today i thought for sure man there's not a lot going on what are we going to talk about we found a way we we did. Fun, as always and we'll be back next week talking all things rick flair right? and i think you could book aew and do a damn good job will you stop Woo! see you next week